I read an interesting article lately about how scientists are kind of trying to rethink alien life, like uh, life on other planets. How it doesn't necessarily have to be humanoid or even carbon-based. Got me to thinking, right? We assume aliens are kind of going to look like us. What if they don't? What if they look nothing like us? What if they look like a rock and we just miss it? Got me to thinking about how extraterrestrial aliens, that's what we're talking about here, life forms from outside of the Earth, are always portrayed as humanoid in some sense, in that they have arms, legs, eyes, nose, so forth, torsos. Is that because that's the basic form of life to survive? You know, you have to have some way of interacting with the world, or is it because we are centering it around ourselves? I don't know, it got me to thinking. Uh, if you've ever seen an alien, like you have ever seen one, you, viewer, what was it like? What did it look like? Uh, what if we see aliens all the time, but they're not humanoid, and we just don't think of them as life? That's kind of a creepy thought. What if they're all around us, we just don't assume they're living because they don't look like us? Hmm. Fascinating. Well, welcome to Fangs and Folklore. We are here in the Fangs and Folklore studio in the basement of the abandoned castle in the middle of the haunted forest here with my brick wall that's covered in rust, I think. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so I'm your host, Matthew Miller, expert in all things monster, paranormal, scary, horror, supernatural, and just good old weird. I'm a horror writer from the depths of the haunted swamps of Louisiana, and I welcome you to my terrifying world. Please check out my books on Amazon, beginning with number one, Blood Feud, a punk rock vampire story. What if the famous Hatfield-McCoy feud in West Virginia wasn't about an elopement or a stolen pig, but went to the very blood of the people involved? It's a book one in the Gravedigger series. The Gravediggers are a failing punk rock band, no musical talent whatsoever, who keep running across uh, monsters, vampires, werewolves, zombies, things like this. It's horror comedy. It's super entertaining. If you like the Evil Dead series with Bruce Campbell, you're going to love my book. So they're all available in uh, paperback, uh, in audiobook format, and for Kindle. So check them out. It's a super uh, hilarious and terrifying series that's very entertaining. Very briefly, copyright fair use clause, any clips, photos, videos, audio I use uh, in uh, Fangs and Folklore fall under the copyright fair use clause because I'm using snippets of them for review and for, uh, for study and review and demonstration. And so uh, remember that falsely reporting a copyright violation is also a crime. So sightings of alien life forms, defining that, I guess, here as just life from outside the Earth, planet Earth, they've been so frequent throughout history that aliens themselves have been divided into distinct categories, species, based on what they look like. I'd like this episode of Fangs and Folklore to become the definitive podcast slash video on alien types, alien species. I would like it to become a standard reference for alien types, so please be sure to hit like and subscribe on YouTube and tell all your friends about it. By the way, in this video, I'm not including cryptids like the Mothman of Point Pleasant or Bigfoot uh, as aliens because I believe that if they exist, they're probably terrestrial, probably natural, just something we don't know about yet, or something from, you know, a long time ago that's managed to survive. So let's talk about alien life form. Okay, the first category I'm going to give is the Flatwoods Monster. So the Flatwoods Monster, known as the Braxton County Monster, also known affectionately as Braxy, uh, is from West Virginia. And it's uh, a being an alien that uh, was sighted in the town of Flatwoods in Braxton County, West Virginia, the U.S., obviously, on uh, 1952. A bright object on September 12th crossed the night sky, and at 7.15 p.m., two brothers, Edward and Fred May, and their friend Tommy Heyer, 
said that they saw uh, saw this bright object cross the sky, kind of crash land on the property of a farmer, a local farmer. And they said that these aliens that they saw coming out of the craft were about 10 feet tall, so really tall, taller than humans, with a round red face, a large like hood-like shape around the face, like hoods, uh, almost like an owl, and eye-like shapes, which shone uh, an orange and green light. And then the body itself was dark black or dark green. Um, May, one of the, uh, let's see, uh, Edward and Fred May. So one of the May brothers described the figures as having small claw-like hands, clothing-like folds, and a head that resembled the ace of spades. And those are their quotes. According to them, um, it the thing glided toward them, like flew a little bit off the ground and made a hissing sound. And they screamed and ran away, as I probably would too. And they said it smelled pungent and that there was kind of like a mist around it and that it made them nauseated. Some people say it was just an owl that they saw. Well, I don't know. Have you ever seen a 10-foot-tall owl? <laughs> I think that in itself would classify as a monster for fangs and folklore. So that is the Flatwoods monster. And it, to me, is probably one of the most terrifying alien forms. Imagine a gigantic 10-foot-tall creature with like owl-like head and, you know, smells bad. It's really disturbing to me. Probably of all of them. The most disturbing. Okay, next we have what are known as the greys. By far the most, uh, most, the majority of alien sightings have described greys, the grey aliens. Originally from the Roswell incident in 1947. Uh, I've gone over that in the past few episodes of Fangs and Folklore. This is clearly the most common type of alien form. It's a gray-skinned humanoid figure, shorter and smaller than the average human, usually about three and a half feet tall, something like that. No hair, large, oversized head. I mean, people say I have a big head, but I'm talking like really big head. Uh, big uh, black almond-shaped eyes. You've probably seen this one. Nostrils, but no nose, just two little slits. A mouth is very thin slit. Uh, no ears, and uh, only about three fingers, sometimes four, on their hands. Uh, clearly, you know, since the 19, since Roswell, 1947, throughout modern history, they are by far the most common type. In fact, if you know, uh, I talked about the uh, alien autopsy video in the last couple of episodes of Fangs and Folklore. That's a gray, that alien in the video. So if you want to go back and look at that, you'll know exactly what we're talking about when we say the gray aliens. So the grays, the famous grays. The next one is the Hopkinsville Goblin type. And I mentioned this one a couple of, uh, one, two, three or four episodes ago. On August 21st, 1955, uh, five people, including seven children, no, in addition to seven children, uh, showed up at the police station in Hopkinsville. And um, they said that aliens attacked their farmhouse. <laughs> they said a spaceship crash landed and that these aliens came out and fought with them. And basically these people were shooting at them. The aliens were climbing over the house, peeking in the windows. Uh, at one point, one of the adults went out and a claw came down and tried to grab him and his friends pulled him back in. And the police said that all these people were terrified, clearly genuinely terrified. Whatever they saw, aliens or not, they thought it was real. Um, they said that uh, these creatures were short, dark figures, I quote, and they just you know kept coming at them. It's considered one of the most well-documented alien sightings in history because so many people saw it and they were genuinely terrified and the police believed them, at least believed that they saw something terrifying. So this is the Hopkinsville goblin type of alien, right? It's been seen in other cases too. What about little green men? You've probably heard about little green men, right? Well, it turns out that very few sightings have talked about little green men. Maybe uh, here and there, but it's more of like a cultural stereotype, like from TV, you know, in movies. 
uh, are jokes. You know, the little green men from Mars. There's really not not a full description of little green men in any of the sightings, but I'm including it here because it's a cultural stereotype. You know of what aliens could look like. Uh, often they're similar to the greys, but they're green. Uh, they're shorter. They have kind of a large round head. But again, it's more from TV than from reality. The next kind is interesting. The Nordics. The Nordic aliens. These are humanoids, and they're called Nordics because they look like Nordic people. They're very tall, but taller than most humans. Blonde hair, blue eyes, smooth skin, very peaceful and calm in their demeanor and how they talk. It's a pretty common type of sighting, actually. And there's one man called Billy Meyer who kind of a, I don't know, I won't call him a nut job, but he's a little bit off, a little bit out there and a lot of the stuff he believes. But in this particular case, and again, I'm not calling him crazy because I believe, you know, here we, here I am talking about it. There's a lot of weird stuff out there that we don't know about, but he like considers himself a prophet, like, like Jesus, things like that, that to me are a little, a little out there. But anyway, he claims to have had extensive contacts with Nordic aliens. Uh, they call themselves, um, uh, Pleiades, or Pleiadian in German, or Venusians also. He said they're from Venus. He says he's been taken on their spaceships many times. He met like their head honcho alien, who's this guru who taught him all the mysteries of the universe. And so from, you know, Nordics from Venus. Other uh, people have said that Nordics actually come from the center of the earth. If you know the hollow earth theory, that though, I, I don't necessarily believe the hollow earth theory, but that would make them terrestrial and not aliens. But according to Billy Meyer, they are aliens from Venus and perhaps other places. The Nordics, hmm, interesting. Almost seems kind of um, ominous because they seem so peaceful and calm and beautiful. You know, often pretty face hides an evil mind to quote the song Secret Agent Man. Okay, the next kind, reptilians. Reptilians, very, very popular. These are tall humanoid figures, but like the name indicates, they have scales and reptilian features. But they walk upright. They're not like lizards you know, crawling around. Some people think that the ancient Egyptian god uh, Sobek, who had the head of a crocodile and the body of a man, was a reptilian alien. And there are other, many other uh, ancient accounts of ancient gods and mythological figures who had uh, reptilian and, um, oh, I see the castle cats are active tonight. wonder what they're up to. Hey, guys, don't make too much noise. Okay. So, yeah, the reptilians. They are, a lot of ancient uh, gods and myths have these reptilian, half-human, half-reptile people. So the reptilians are interesting because they play a role in the very popular, at least among certain crowds, uh, reptilian conspiracy or the lizard people conspiracy. Ever heard of the lizard people? So many. So the idea here is that, uh, by the way, David Ick is an Englishman who promotes this theory. You may have heard of him. So it says that many of the world's top political leaders and wealthy people and powerful, you know, like the Rothschild level and uh, the Clintons get a lot, a lot of blame for this, the Pope, the Queen, that they are actually reptilian aliens posing as humans, that they have some kind of a shape-shifting ability to make themselves look human, but, it's, but that they... Um, occasionally mess up and on TV and on, sometimes on pictures and video they'll start to change into the reptile and then change back. Um, you may have seen these videos online where high-powered people seem to like look a, a reptilian for a moment then change back. Uh, we'll talk about that more in a moment. I'm going to show you some videos. Very interesting. But this is the theory that that a lot of what we think are humans are actually uh, lizard people, reptilian aliens, and they're doing this to get in positions of power to take over the earth, take over the world, and enslave us humans. So they're not very friendly aliens. 
Um, in terms of whether aliens are friendly or, um, you know, friends or enemies, friendly or dangerous, it's about half and half uh, in terms of sightings. About half people say they, they got a good feeling from them. Other half say they got a very bad, threatening feeling from them. All right, the last kind I'm going to include, just because it's, it's part of it, is rods, R-O-D-S, like a rod. You may have heard of these. These are supposedly stick-like alien beings, not from this earth. Although some people claim that they're actually fairies, like little fairies, but a lot of people say they're extraterrestrial. Stick-like beings with multiple wings that are able to fly faster than human sight. We don't see them flying. And they can turn like instantly at right angles, things like this. Um, now, I do believe that alien life is possible. In fact, even probable. You know, there's so, so it's a huge universe out there. Many planets that are conducive to life out there that we know. But I have to say, rods to me are just insects, normal earthly insects caught on film mid-flight on a camera or video camera whose shutter or whose frames are not fast enough of a setting to catch the insect. So it blurs it. You know, like to me, it's very clear. It's like a moth flying, so it blurs it. So it looks like one continuous rod with many wings, but it's really the same moth flying and the camera's just not fast enough to catch it still in one frame. It's like if I were to take a, a low... Uh, resolution video and wave my hand, there would be a trail of hand, right? It's not like I have, you know, 80 hands, or do I? Anyway, yeah, so some people really do believe, though, that rods are an alien species. Fascinating to go into the rods rabbit hole, if you ever want to look that up, but to me, it's pretty clear that they're just insects. It's regular insects. There you have it. So those are the categories of alien, alleged alien life forms. So we have the, again, in summary, the Flatwoods monster type, the gray type, the Hopkinsville Goblin type, the Little Green Men, which aren't really a type, the Nordics, Nordic aliens, the reptilian aliens, and the Rods, and the Rods. So what do you think? Do you think these aliens are real? Do you think that uh, beings, living beings from other planets have visited Earth? I think it's entirely possible. Now, they would have to have a technology that allows them to travel at almost the speed of light, right? Because the nearest possible habitable planets are very far away in terms of reality, you know. Uh, so, which one to you seems most likely? To me, I think it's the greys, because they comprise the majority of UFO sightings. And it kind of makes sense if aliens exist. Maybe they are kind of humanoid, not exactly like us, but they have to have some way to interact with their world. You know, sight, touch, hearing, smell, taste, you know, communication, uh, organs. So, who knows? <laughs> I think the greys probably are the most likely if aliens are real and have visited the Earth. Now, I'm going to show you some examples of reptilians allegedly accidentally shifting into the reptile, their true form, on TV. Uh, remember, the idea here is that they are reptilian aliens from another planet. They have the ability to pose as human somehow, to look human, or just human enough, you know? But sometimes they accidentally let themselves slip, and they start to change into their alien form, and then re recognize it and change back. So I have five examples of this. Um, First one's gonna be uh, an eyelid phenomenon that you're gonna see. Uh, second, third, fourth are just kind of shifting. And then the fifth one is about um, George Bush's daughter, was it Anna Bush, I think, who is often shown in reptilian conspiracy circles, this video, because it's a, a huge, like, it looks weird. She has, like, scale patterns on her face. And the hosts of the show keep saying the word change, almost as if they're trying to warn her that she's accidentally changing forms. Kind of interesting. So it's an extreme form of video distortion. So what about this? Uh, well, let's take a look at the clips first, and then we'll talk about what they could be. So the first one here, you're going to see a, a man 
whose eyes look like they, they kind of blink with a second membrane. Uh, what is it called? Nictitating membrane that birds and fish and reptiles have, where it's like a clear membrane that covers the eye, so you can protect the eye but still see. Of course, we obviously don't have them as humans. So let's take a look at this clip. ...device is one of the main reasons they don't have them right now. So when you speak uh, with... But others say if they can deal with the cost and pay for all of this, it is worth it not only to track missing troops. All right, what do you think about that? <laughs> kind of weird, huh? Right, second one. All right, then we now we have some just transformation clips where people's faces transform, kind of like weird, distort on camera. Let's take a look at the second asked clip. asked a doctor to assess certain celebrities' risk factors and make her analysis. For example, she says, it appears Brittany is suffering from a major psychological disorder and uh, that it might actually be bipolar. Could be that. The doc then predicts how much longer they'll live. <laughs> Sick, I know, but I also know you want to hear what she has to say. The doc says if these people don't get help or straighten up fast, I haven't pre-read any of this. Brittany won't make it to the age 30, Lindsay won't see 25, and Michael Jackson has no more than five years left. At the other end, Angelina's going to have a long, healthy life, and so oh. will George Bush and Nicole Richie. If you're already, if you're not already. All right, what do you think about that? Kind of interesting, huh? All right, let's take a look at the third clip here. Stories go around the mountains about the winner-take-all races. Well, the owner of the website who advertises those races told me it's all just a joke. He says it doesn't really happen. He says he put them on his website just to annoy the local sheriff, Russ. And they basically are saying some of the same things over and over here, and other people cause problems, the bicyclists, the cars that you see going over the double yellow lines, not staying in their lane. And some have acknowledged to me that, yeah, these guys are driving really fast, but the ones that are really causing the problems are the inexperienced drivers getting up there on powerful bikes that they're really not ready to drive. All right, that's kind of weird. Fourth clip, let's take a look at this one. Talk about the mother's arrest, but the mother says that her 16-year-old daughter, the victim in this case, was also arrested here back on September 18th. Now keep in mind, this is the family story, their account of what they see happened here on campus earlier this month. Unfortunately, we weren't able to reach the school district for comment, but keep in mind, a mother and daughter baffled over how a celebration with cake... All right, that's kind of disturbing. And then the fifth one, the Bush daughter. Take a look at this. This is the weirdest one to me because of the significant distortion and the fact that it actually looks like scale patterns on her face. Take a look at this. Majors and students about Anna and, and the other kids I met in Latin America. And so far, it's been really inspiring. And and, and not unpleasant. I mean, well, we'll change all that. No, too. we're not going to change all <laughs> Don't change it, please. We, we will right. not change okay. it. We will not. She obviously hasn't people, seen the show. People have been nice, and they're not attacking your dad or his policies to you. Well, I met with my job. I worked for UNICEF, which is an amazing organization that works in over 150 countries. And my job was to meet with teenagers who were living in exclusion, who were living in um, extreme poverty or living with HIV and write their stories, listen to their stories and write them for UNICEF. And so, I mean, I obviously learned so much from these kids. I learned from Anna in particular, who has lived an extremely difficult life. I learned um, to live each day to its fullest. Doing any kind of missionary work, I think, really changes a person. Okay, and you notice that the, the hosts kept 
throwing the word change in there. Of course, they could have just been saying the word change naturally, but a lot of people who believe in this will say, no, you know, they were, um, they were trying to hint to her that she needs to change back. Now, the simplest explanation of this changing a, a reptile face on TV is lower definition video artifacts that, you know, this can happen, of course, when you have lower definition video, the way video works, um, if parts of the picture, if parts of the scene are not moving, it doesn't keep taking frames of those because they're not moving. It's only when the moving parts that it takes frame, you know, changes frames of. And so sometimes that causes pixelation, distortion, even sometimes causes figures to be transparent. People think they're ghosts, but these are well-known video phenomena. Uh, another explanation that it's just a hoax. And of course, the other explanation is that they really are reptilian aliens posing as humans and they change and accidentally change and say, oops, and change back. Maybe however they're deceiving us to look human is, is they don't control it completely or they're not, haven't developed the technology fully, like they're shapeshifters of some kind, or maybe it's some kind of a optical illusion to human eyes. I don't know. I think some of these can be explained though through video glitches and artifacts and pixels, pixelation. What do you think? I'd love to hear from you. Do you think world leaders are really non-human aliens posing as humans in order to control the world and take it over? If so, what will you do when it happens? When the revolution happens and the aliens take over, will you bow down and welcome our new alien overlords? Or will you form a resistance and fight against them? It sounds like the, sounds like the story for a book or a TV show or a movie, right? Will you fight them and form kind of a rebel resistance? It sounds awfully exciting until it actually happens. Then I'm not sure how exciting it would be to be taken over by reptilian aliens. Yeah, so please like and subscribe. Please leave your comments below. I'm going to also flash my email address up here. So if you prefer to contact me that way, it's matthew.miller.writer, like W-R-I-T-E-R -E at gmail.com. That's matthew2ts.miller.writer, matthew.miller.writer at gmail.com. Um, so I'd like to thank you for watching. And as always, sleep well if you can.